Hi everyone, I'm Maria Condi and this is the Leap to Freedom Show. Today's episode is all about the magic of manifesting. And with me, I have Tracy Ann Greenhow. Tracy Ann is a fully qualified life coach trained in NLP and has been coaching people to manifest the life of their dreams for over 15 years. Having thought she would always be the single one to become a cat lady, and she doesn't even like cats, she wanted to change her destiny. Using her now five-step formula, she managed to manifest her now husband, Daniel, in just eight weeks. Welcome, Tracy Ann. Thanks for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. It's um, it's really really exciting to be here to be having this conversation at and at such a poignant time in the world as a whole, but also yeah. just here as well. Um, I think we're all tentatively stepping into twenty twenty one, sort of you know, um, feeling a little bit uh, like the wind has been knocked out of us, but with. Yeah. Really- as well. So it's a very interesting time for manifesting. It is. It is. And I'd love to um, start with a little bit about your journey and how that, you know, your story about manifesting your husband there. Yeah. So it, that I met Daniel uh, 10, well, no, that's actually not true. Dan, Daniel and I got together 10 years ago, but we met each other properly probably 11 years ago. And then there were a few other instances before that. And it was almost like the universe was conspiring for me, us, if you like, before I even started the manifesting process. So that's always something to bear in mind that when you're having those moments like I did where I'm going to be a cat lady, I'm going to be <laughs> like cats. It's just for some reason, being a lonely cat lady was this this very very serious image that I'd sort of conjured up. So I had done my degree in acting. I was living in London, um, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be an actor. I I had got into coaching while I was at uni, um, mainly sort of teaching voice and that kind of stuff. And then I started teaching presentation skills, and then I found NLP and kind of became hooked and as I learned and progressed I everything started falling apart in my life (laughs) literally I was like what is going on and if there's one thing I know it's when to give up something as a bit of a bad job and I just took a step Mm. back went home and kind of just stopped and gave myself the mental space the physical space the time to think about what do I want and the one Mm. thing that I had in my life was a proper what I call a proper relationship and I was like right I'm ready so I went home lived in Plymouth which is on the south southwest sorry of um, England and just had a bit of a word with myself got into my meditation practice used all these tools that I had um, worked on um, then I moved to London on the 8th of August 2010 with a very firm goal in mind and that was I'm going to manifest this dude into my life. I knew what he was going to be like. Um, had it very clear, written down on a piece of paper, had it in my bra. And I teach all of this stuff now in my five steps. I didn't know at the time that it was the five steps. That's kind of transpired as my coaching has grown. And on the 10th of October, so 
eight weeks and two days later. <laughs> I was at a friend's birthday party and Daniel was there. And I'd actually met Daniel at the same friend's birthday party a year before. Oh, wow. When people ask me, do you believe in love at first sight? It's a bit of an interesting one for me because mm. my eyes landed on Daniel, um, you know, exactly a year before. And I thought nothing of it because I was not in the right space. I was not ready. Yeah. I hadn't worked on what I wanted. So therefore I didn't recognize it when it was right in front of me. Absolutely. Well, the power of knowing and having it written down and, you know, and, and really being very clear because it's, I know what you're saying. I'm very much like you with what you said about writing goals down. One thing is having them written down. The other thing is, is achieving them. And so mm. it isn't about just sitting back and then waiting. Yeah. It, showing up at that friend's birthday party the year later and having done the work I knew what I was looking for and so Daniel and I got got talking on that night and 10 years and two kids and a house and businesses (laughs) stopped talking so yeah it's it's a beautiful journey but it's um I'm just a human on this planet that gave myself some space to manifest and so if I can do it anybody anybody can do it. I love that. I love that story. And it's very heartwarming for a lot of people out there, you know, that think that they will be the cat lady forever, right? <laughs> kind of scenario. And which, you know, I know some people that are cat people that are actually married. <laughs> it's it all was good. More of my image that I... Exactly. Conjure. But that it's a society has put that image out there that, you know, you have, if you're not married, you will become this single lady that has 25,000 cats in their house, right? So, And somehow by not being married or not being in a relationship, I think, uh, I see it in men as well, but women, we get very, um, like there's something wrong with us. Like we're broken. We're not enough. And without, and it's also because everyone's got those aunties and grannies and great aunties and mothers and sisters that are like, when are you going to get married? Like, and it becomes this thing because that's what you're supposed to do. And so I like to teach my clients that actually it, it isn't actually always about finding love. It's about falling in love with you because mm. when you're aligned, when you have the business that you want or the job that you want, when you live in an environment that you love, like your house or whatever, you're wearing the clothes you want, you have the body you want, all of those things, those things are part of that self-love journey. And that's when someone else can fall in love with you. And now think for a minute, like I have grown massively in the last 10 years. And in many ways, Daniel and I are very different people. So it isn't about, um, you know, finding someone and then, you know, the work's done. It's you grow together and you go on an adventure and a journey. But I would say to people, it is about accepting each other's flaws because you will bring them to a relationship oh, and, absolutely. and working with them. Yeah, you do. And I think yeah. people, when I'm teaching manifesting, it's like, brilliant. I'm going to have this, you know, a perfect partner sort of. Yeah. And it's not like that. They're still real people, right? It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure to put on them and it's too much pressure to put on you. Um, yeah. And the same goes in business as well. You can conjure up and in many ways if we're the the leader of the business we have even more control (laughs) it still will fight back with us sometimes it still will be a problem there will still be tech issues there'll still be um cash flow adjustments that need to happen and it's 
So in my manifesting process, I help, I give people the tools to be able to face some of these actual life things that are going to happen. Yeah, and absolutely, and they do. You know, and I, I spoke to somebody yesterday, I was talking about it. And, you know, entrepreneurship is not that point A to point B. It's back and forth and completely back to start again and back out again and left, right. And, you know, it's the course correcting all the time. And relationships are no different either. Relationships are not just you make this, I have my list of what I want to manifest as a partner. And I know I'm not in that space yet for that person. I recognize that. And I'm getting there. But, but that's you know, a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Place that you're in, knowing that you're not there yet. I think so many people, this is where I think people go, well, there's something wrong with me because I should want it because we're conditioned. Mm. And it's not about saying you, you, it's not about being ready or not ready. It's not about I want a relationship or I don't want a relationship. It's, it is about those moments in between. Yeah you're able to give yourself the space, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, I work with a lot of people that are leaving the nine to five and, you know, switching out the, the corporate world to go into be an entrepreneur. And I know for myself, I set that vision and I, you know, I wrote it on paper and I had the whole plan because I'm a strategic planner. I'm a CPA, right? So it's all on paper. But then I, you know, I said to myself, I, I, I will know when I am ready to hit the switch for it. And I literally was walking down the street one day and I I know the intersection, like I know exactly where I was in Vancouver and the switch went off and I said, I am ready. Everything is in order and I am ready. And it was still several months later when I actually handed in my notice, but I knew I was ready and all the pieces were going to fall into place after that point. And they did. Yeah. And one day, my bo- I was sitting at my desk and I just came off of a two-year project and I got about 25 emails all at once that booked me in meetings for the next two, about 18 months because I was going into the next project they put me on. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? And I, I'm an all or nothing person. It's like, if I'm going to commit to that project, I'm here for another year and a half or two years, right? Yeah. So I said, it's, it's now or never, you know? And so I, I literally got up from my desk because I knew I was ready, right? I got up from my desk and I walked into my boss's office. I didn't even have my piece of paper handy yet. You know, I had written it out long ago, but it wasn't with me in the moment. And I walked in and I said, you know what? It's time for me to pass the baton to the next person. Wow. And I had that person groomed in the background and ready to go. I had built, because I was a leader in a large department, I had built out my whole org chart. And I said, here's the org chart, how I see it to be after I walk away. And he had like two months notice. So it wasn't, you know, and he had total faith in me that I could, you know, what I presented was, you know, the right thing to do. And he says, I knew this day was coming. (laughs) And I said, you know, now's the moment because if I step into this, I have to be here for another year and a half, two years. And I don't want to do that, you know? And I did on the last project, I stayed another two years, but it was a really good use of my time. I learned a lot and all that. So I was okay with it. So knowing that moment, and even for the relationship side of things, I I will know when it's like, okay, you know what? Anytime you can come into my my space now, right? And I, I wanted to talk for a moment about alignment though too. And that was on my notes to talk about. So you look like you were ready to say something there. <laughs> It fits quite nicely in with alignment. It's everything you said there. I think a lot of people would be like, right, I hate my job. I'm just going to jump or whatever it might be. And 
actually what you talked about was a manifesting process. You yeah. were laying groundwork. You were getting the person behind you ready. You, yeah. You'd probably, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you may have well rehearsed the conversation of handing totally. in Totally. And in that November, when I had that moment crossing the street for the yeah. next week, driving to work every day, I sobbed my eyes out when I was walking through that conversation. Yeah. And it yeah. was, it was, I, I was going through my agreement because I had been there for almost 17 years. It was 16 years at that point. Oh, wow. And my, my staff were like, I don't, I mean, they're all grown adults and professional people, but they were like my children almost. Right. And I, some of them I had worked with that whole entire time. So this was my extended family, right? And I was walking away from it. And it was everything I knew. It was, you know, it was just, and it was interesting because I cried and cried and cried. And then when I gave my notice that day, my boss said to me, he says, you're going to go out there and you're going to tell them because I'm not telling them. And he called 95 people from the whole floor and put them in the little area that we're in and had me stand up in front of them and tell them that I resigned. Oh gosh. And I did not cry at all. My staff were crying. One of them couldn't even come to work the next day because she was so upset. Oh. And I didn't shed a tear because I had done my, my process, you know, that November where I driving to work every day, I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed as I'm scripting it out in my head. Right. <laughs> The work and manifesting, it's not this plain sailing, wonderful thing all the time. Yeah. It involves tears and snot and friends and sometimes a bit too much wine and sometimes yeah. chocolate and breakdowns and build-ups and uh, false starts as well. That, yeah. that's, that is the, the, the process. And, you know, there are lots of people that they wouldn't have been able to leave that job because of your colleague that couldn't come into work the next day because especially in a mother role that you take yeah. responsible and nobody wants to hurt anybody else. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of break ourselves a little bit by staying somewhere that we're not, we know we're not meant to be, yeah. but it comes back to giving yourself the space and the time to listen and plan and, and get into alignment. Yeah. Actually. And I was serving the whole team better by me moving on because that everyone got to move up, right? So I was in one of those lead roles. So no one can get to that, you know, no one's going to grow past that sort of thing, right? So there was a lot of limitations on a lot of people. And, you know, it allowed, you know, five or six people to actually get bumped up when you walk down the whole line of people, right? Yeah, it's a huge service, isn't it? Yeah. So it wasn't just about me. I knew it was the right thing to do at that time. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that went on. I said, you know what, this is just it. And I was okay with it. And I've never looked back and I never had any regrets. And I've, you know, even when entrepreneurship gets really hard and, you know, I had some really big challenges with, I have a couple companies and one of my companies this year caused me so much grief and, you know, had me on the floor in tears and it was one of those manifesting things too. And, you know, I, I want to talk about letting go too, when we talk about manifesting, because this year I had to, you know, I went to bed on a Sunday night because I, I couldn't solve a problem in my business. And I was to the point of, do I have to shut it down? Because I can't figure this out. You know, I, I'm, I'm running out of time. I don't have a lot of options. And literally that Sunday night I was in tears and I just surrendered the whole thing to the universe and woke up Monday morning and I had two emails in there with two people that were the answer. Yeah. And, oh. but it was letting go though too. Like we, you know, part of manifesting is letting go. 
you know, you put your intention out there and you have to detach from it sort of thing, right? Completely. When I was manifesting Daniel, oddly, um, as part of the, and I needed to do the process, part of keeping myself anchored. So when I'd go into the mental headspace of I'm going to be a cat lady and left on the shelf, he's not coming. I had this piece of paper in my bra and I would touch it and literally he's on his way. Sometimes I'd be on the London tube. It's fine to do that in London because people don't really look at anyone. So you can touch (laughs) it. I love it. He's on his way. He's on his way. He's on his way. But the night that I met Daniel, that piece of paper was at home in my bedroom drawer. And that was, might be actually the first time that I went out without it. Yeah. And letting it go, right? Something about, uh, I, yeah, I was, I was going wild. I dyed my hair bright red, like strawberry laces, you know, those sweets. Yeah. That you can, strawberry laces. Uh, it was that color red. I looked like I could have been eaten. Um, and yeah, I just, I dyed my hair and I got a new outfit and I just didn't put this piece of paper in my bra, but I, I knew I had embodied it. I'd felt it. So yeah. I completely and utterly surrendered. And there's loads of situations like that, that you yes. have to go. Absolutely. Example of one. Yeah. And I was going to say, we touched on it before the call and you've mentioned it a couple of times too. We talked about you need to feel it and you need to taste it and hear it and see it. You need to fully visualize it and fully embody it to help it come into your existence, right? Because then you're you're telling your subconscious to start looking for that too. Not, you're not consciously doing it. Your subconscious is taking over some of that. Yeah. So it's, it's about making it easier for you, but it, so, um, when I wrote this piece of paper on it was what I wanted in a, in a relationship. Um, and it was all about how that would make me feel. And I would sit with it, and I would meditate with it really, and kind of sit with that feeling of how I would feel in a relationship. And when I was, so like I'd, I'd get off the tube and walk to my house when I lived in London And whilst I was walking, I would imagine that I was on the phone talking to Daniel. I didn't know it was Daniel. No one could hear me. I'm not actually being, you know, talking out loud. Imagining having... Now, what that does is that says to the universe, she's ready because here's some space where she would allow this person into her life. Um, Stupid stuff like going on a date on my own, going to the cinema on my own. It was me saying, hey, universe, just so you know, I'm letting you take care of this. But I'm here and I could be here with him. Yeah, I got, there's a spare seat right here. I'm ready. (laughs) And that is, so it's part of the, is a real, it feels like a real fine line, but I think when you pick it apart and you've done it for years, like we have, um, it's easier, but there's a fine line between that element of almost feels like forcing at the beginning, but it's not, it's more about going on a date by yourself you're stepping in you're taking the action needed yes and the rest of you lets go and surrenders it to the universe and yeah it's 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 real alchemy i think it's real beauty i love it i love it and it made me remind it reminded me of this year of um selling my home and I, it took me a long time to get to that decision. It was one of those things too, where I tried last year, I tried for two years to actually make this transition across the country. And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And in December, I called my realtor and she did all the photos and the listing. And at the 11th hour, I said, I can't do it. You know, she had it all ready to go. Right. 
and I just couldn't do it. And then literally one day at, I think it was, it was January 31st of this year, 2020. And actually it was actually a Sunday night, Sunday at some point. And I said, you know what? I'm ready. And I didn't even consciously, like, it wasn't like, should I, shouldn't I, you know, I didn't get into that overanalyzing. I just called her and I said, good to go. And with wow. And I wrote on a piece of paper what I wanted to sell my home for, when it was going to close, and when I would move. And all, you know, it was exactly, exactly what it was. But this is the thing I think some people can get confused with. So they will write that on a piece of paper. This is what I want, the time frame, whatever. Then they sit back and surrender. But you got the good photos in. You got the right realtor. And so... Yeah. If you do those action steps as well, you'll be sat around with that piece of paper for ages thinking something's wrong with you and you're broken. And actually, you're not. There's no. just a few things that you did, perhaps didn't know you needed to do. Yeah, and it sold within 24 hours. That yeah. was Sunday, and then Monday, she showed it that whole day. Monday night, we sat down with multiple offers and it sold over the listing price. There's something about Sundays for you, have you noticed? Yeah. And, you know, it's, in, it's interesting that you say that too, because last night I was planning my whole year and I said, you know what? I, I was going to change. I do a talk on every Tuesday. I was going to move it to Monday. And I said, you know what? Sunday's telling me to go to Sunday for some reason. I need to do this on Sunday. And it's like, do I want to work Sunday? <laughs> it's like, but I need to do this talk on Sunday nights. That's when I need to do it. And I'm just listening to it, you know, and you, you have to go with those moments that are just showing you the path. Right. And and I make my own schedule. You know, that's part of being an entrepreneur. Heavenly, isn't and it? And it's kind of funny because it's like, okay, Sunday night, it's like, God, I got to do my makeup and hair. And, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Okay, Sunday's, excuse me, Sunday's pajama day, right? <laughs> that's the beauty of this work, though. Um, underneath this, I, I have a bra on, but I'm in my pajamas, you know? like Totally. And I, I'm thinking that too. It's like, well, you know, put your hair in a ponytail and, you know, you can throw some fake eyelashes on and lipstick and throw the dress over the jammies, you're good to go, right? No one knows the difference, right? (laughs) And what a better time to be cultivating not only our own lives outside of nine to five, but the passions and the things that are life's purpose, that the things that are here to, that we truly feel we're here to do. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This has been an amazing conversation and I'm sure it has helped our, helped our audience take those first steps they need to start manifesting and recognizing that it's not, it's not just writing it on a piece of paper and it's not just throwing it out to the universe. We have to take inspired action. We need to follow the cues that the universe gives us. So if you have that nudge inside of you that says, I keep thinking I need to go to the grocery store right now, go to the grocery store. There's a reason for it. And I've had many of those in my life where I've actually, and the lessons might not be what you think they are. I had to take a trip to the hospital with my daughter when she was little, she was choking on a sticker, like she was three years old, right? And they wanted me to stay to make, take an x-ray to make sure it wasn't metallic, right? It's like, I can go, she's fine. And like, no, you need to stay. And it's like, really? There's people around you that need you way more than me, right? My child's fine. but they made me sit there and I had to sit and watch some real tragic moments. And it's like, and it's like, what is this about? And it was, you know, it was a huge moment of gratitude that I have so much and life is so fragile 
and I've made some really good choices, you know, because I was questioning a couple things in my life. And it was just, you know, it's the universe's way of showing you your messages sometimes, right? And we don't follow our internal cues enough either. Yeah. And that is part of manifesting too, is listening in time, internally to watch think, all those cues. Yeah, the, the word, and, and this word comes up so much. And I experience each year that, that, that I get to, this word comes up and I experience it on a new level and that is intuition the having intuition it sounds so cheesy because we all talk about intuition and manifesting but actually intuition is the thing that it's been studied like we have intuition for a reason and it keeps us safe and there is something um there's something really special about men and women's intuition. They, they have a different energy. And when I say men and women, I mean masculine and feminine energy. We all have it within us, regardless of what we identify as. And it's about honing. So we had um, a, a situation before, um, sort of earlier this year, there was it's something that has just never, ever happened in this area. Um, and I'm in England, so it's not something that we see. But there was a young boy, unfortunately, was shot. And um, he, it was over some kind of gaming thing. But my intuition was to go and get my little boy from school. That was my intuition. I was having a full-blown panic attack. My intuition was saying, go and get your son. Because all we knew at the time was that there was a gun person on the loose. That yeah. It wasn't that that bad, but... All the same, someone had been shot and we didn't know the details. We just knew where it was and it was near my son's school. I was freaking out. My husband, with his male intuition, stepped in and went, no, safest place is for him at school. Schools are aware. They're all on lockdown. They're going to lock down. <laughs> it's, the police are on it. The, the most dangerous thing for you to do right now is to run about the streets get to go and get your son. And actually... There are, even listening to this, there'll be listeners with children that will go, no, I would have gone and got them. But actually, that was the right thing to do. And it is, because you could get shot. You know, if you're going to put your, you're putting yourself in danger then too, right? Pure panic, pure yeah. panic, feeling utterly helpless. But my instinct was to run to him. There was almost no, there was just, it was where my intuition that we rely so much on was in that moment was very wrong. And so the right thing to do was to listen to the, you know, the, the male and masculine. So I could have had that from another woman that, you know, um, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, but it's, um, yeah, intuition will guide you places and you'll either get it right or you'll get it wrong. And that's very, I mean, when it comes to your children, that is the, that's the first response you would have is to protect them. Right. And that's as a mother, that is your, that's your role basically, right? <laughs> and that's, you know, yeah, you have, that's a, that, that is the, the first response you'd have. doesn't matter who you are, right? Absolutely. But then the, the logic has to kick in at a point and says, okay, I know you want to protect them and to protect them, the best thing to do is. To protect me. Yes. Yeah. And they are being protected, right? They're, that, they are being best protected where they are. Yeah, although you always go, well, I'm their mom, I'm the best thing. I can, I can always do it better. <laughs> and so, um, and that's what I'm saying, like each year we just get each emotion, you will experience it differently. Um, so the one thing, one thing that I would say to people is 
if, if lean in and trust your growth process, mm-hmm. trust that you can grow because I think a lot of times, and I've certainly felt this, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to get there. You know, it's not that I don't still even now have those thoughts sometimes, but it's about having the tools to be able to undo it. And um, the, the more you use them, the faster you get and the quicker you move. Totally. I love that. And it's a really great place for us to transition to another little segment here. Because I like to ask a couple of fun questions. Well, they're not so much fun, but they were meant to be fun when I was writing them. <laughs> I get too serious about this stuff. Um, that, you know, we've talked... Uh, manifesting for all different areas in our life, not just for our partner. It's, yeah. you know, it covers off everything. And I would love to know if you have a favorite quote. Oh, this is something that I, I mean, it's straight there off the top. So I will write this in people, you know, when people get married or they yeah. get engaged. Well, when they get married, sometimes they have that book at the table. Yes. And yes, book. I, yeah. I'll try and be the first one there. And I write on the very first page, um, it's one of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly ah. One of his uh, things, and I don't suppose it's really a quote, but it's seek first to understand, then to be understood. Oh, I love it. And that's a real big coaching principle too. Yeah, it, it, really, it really is. And I think that if we, if we all could, don't get me wrong, like I'm a human, I don't get it. <laughs> Sometimes I need to just, you know, have the argument with the husband and he with me and that's fine. But there is something that we do always do. It's that we come back around to to find the solution together Mm -hmm. in an ownership kind of capacity. So we need to understand what the other person's doing in order to be able to sort of find the solutions for things so that's that's one it's not a quote it's more of a principle but yeah it it is one of the principles and I love that and I actually have I read that book and I have those principles not all of them but quite a few of them listed out in my vision book that I have because I love following those principles for my own life and I look at them regularly at least once a week as a reminder that you know to keep those top of mind all the time yeah that's great yeah and and I'm a huge book fan, like huge book fan. I have so many books, you know, I could be reading for the rest of my life with what I have in my house, right? <laughs> and uh, so I'd love to know if you have a favorite book you're reading right now. Well, I, it's interesting. I actually, when I worked in corporate, I did a lot of driving around. And so mm-hmm. I switched to audiobooks. Me too. Uh, and they are now my favorite because I can do... I can cook dinner while I've got an audiobook going. And actually today, this is one of the ones where people will go, what do you mean you haven't read that already or listened to it? Um, Glennon Doyle's uh, Untamed. Ah, yes. And it's, I mean, it's just everything that we are talking about. Literally, I just thought, this is really interesting that I've started listening to this today. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> about this kind of, you know, really stepping into your life and being who you truly are. So yeah, I also love just rubbish romance things and anything by JK Rowling. Um, but at the, uh, it's Glenn and Doyle. Um, I, yeah, I just, uh, it's such a fabulous book. I love it. And I started that book and I got hooked in that. The first page got me. It's like, wow, this is like me. You know, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> but I didn't finish the book. And so now that you've said that, I'm going to have to pull that back out. It is, I have a book club and I think it's our maybe March book or April. I do have it programmed for this year. So I do have to finish the book because I have to run the book club. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 
I love it. So the last question I have for you and our listeners is where can people find you? Ah, really easy. Got a very clever husband. He's just connect, uh, set up a page that you can con- get connected with me, um, which is connect.findthatmatch.com. I love um, it. That's easy. There, there's, it's really easy. And in there, you can connect me on Facebook. You send me an email. And I've also got a free masterclass that people can watch about the five steps that I teach. So it goes into much more detail about what I do. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to have to connect with your husband on that because I need to find out a little bit more about that. <laughs> I've got so many tools and so many things right now. I was, I was listing them all out last night going, okay, you got to get it together. Because <laughs> it's, it's... Very clever, very clever guy. Um, and as much as he's watched me grow, I've seen this guy. He's one of those people that everything he touches just seems to turn to gold. He's yeah, he's kind of my secret weapon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That is amazing. This has been an amazing conversation with you. And I'd love to thank our listeners for listening in today. And if you are inspired by what is being said and what you're hearing, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you can too, please. That would be most appreciated as we try and grow this platform out. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, you can find me on Facebook and I have a group called Leap to Freedom and it is all about getting out of your own way, getting the mindset and the clarity and the strategy to create that life and business that you want going forward. And I would love to see you there. So with that, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. And we will see you next week, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.